0: You're listening to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. Hi, it's Lisa Birnbach. Good day, my friends. Good day. Though we're far from settled in with our new non-fascist administration, it does feel like a good day. Very little has changed, and yet everything has changed. Right away, I need to warn you that I have no guest today. This will just be me this week using my own little platform to say a few things. So if you want to skip it, go right ahead. You won't hurt my feelings. But if you listen and like it, tell a friend about this podcast. We need a bigger audience to survive. That's just the way it is. Okay. We have a new president and a new vice president. I'm just letting that sink in. I'm luxuriating in it as if it were a bubble bath. We know that one of the signature features of this people-run democracy is its elections. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won their election decisively and fairly, even if many Americans seem not to believe it. Their inauguration made me cry with relief. I'm not exaggerating. I was moved to see former presidents of both parties showing up for the peaceful transition of power. I know the phrase peaceful transition of power has been used to death, but guess what? It is one of the great assets of our republic, and I teared up watching the Bushes greet warmly the Obamas. Teared up. Instead of seeing George W. Bush as a nitwit who was a terrible president, I'm looking at a kind man who gets along with people who are different from himself. Listening to Democrat Amy Klobuchar share the MC duties affably with Republican Senator Roy Blunt made that point, too. Inauguration Day was a long-awaited high point, and it didn't disappoint. I cried. I laughed. I had all the feels, as the kids say. Ironies abound. The many books that have been published about the 45th president are primarily read by the people who didn't vote for him, but still tried to understand him. The unproven accusations of voter fraud never materialized, no matter how many times he insisted they did. The riots we could have predicted, or maybe we did predict, of course were incited by them and enacted by his mob. They are the violence. They are the rage. They claim they love this country while vandalizing the capital and worshiping someone who hasn't done an honest day's work in the White House. We had to abide by alternative facts for the last four years, and my head hurts from it all. Yours might too. Now, five things that make life better was at first a personal exercise. You could say a hedge against the bad news of each and every Trump Twitter rant day. I needed it. I knew that this exercise worked, even though it's become a kind of popular thing, and you can probably buy notebooks with your five spaces delineated for every day, and it gets watered down into a sometimes soapy self-help thing, joke. After a few weeks, I started to regard my five things as a practice, and then as a personal writing assignment just for me. And then I decided to share it and post it as a blog. And soon, thanks to an available recording studio, it grew into a podcast in it. I have dropped the curtain between my private and public selves, which is unfamiliar for me and not that easy to do, but now you know about my exhibits, my mother, what I like to eat, and so on. It came together as things do, not planned, but kind of following an implicit course, a course that wasn't sure what it would do once Trump and his posse were out of power. So... For some of us, Trump was more than a rotten president. He was a constant threat. His practice, if you want to call it that, was revenge. And it will take more than Inauguration Day to get over the worry that he caused. But talking about him is something I'm really going to try to stop. Even if he doesn't witness it, his dream, his oxygen is attention from everyone. I want to deprive him of that. Well, back to the podcast conversations of more than a few sanitized or edited minutes are the art form, if you will, of this podcast. We have so few meaningful conversations anymore. Even I, who enjoy them, use my phone more for text than I do for talking on it. The technology has made me lazy. 20 years ago, I was a correspondent on CBS's early show, and I would push back every time I'd be told, you have two and a half minutes to cover this. That's plenty. And I'd say to adolescents, and they'd say, if you were on the evening news, you'd only have 120 seconds or 90 seconds. And that was supposed to tell me that if I were on the, I don't know, signature prestige show of the network. I would have even less time, so be grateful for what you have. Okay, I was in a way, but it always left me hungry for more information. So the goal of this podcast has always been to learn something or several things from the guest about their work, about the project they want to talk about, and then learn something about them through their list of five things that make their life better. And those lists have sometimes been as illuminating as anything else that we've talked about. Through my guests, I've discovered books and plays and foods and delivery services and so much more. I still haven't bought a sous vide though, but you never know. You can look back at our website at lisabernbach.com welcome to check out all the past lists. And who's been on the show? So many writers, policy makers, and experts of all kinds. Everyone from counter-terrorist expert Malcolm Nance to novelist Meg Wolitzer, MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell and former Celebrity Apprentice staffer Noel Kasler, rabble-rouser Molly Jong-Fast and comedian Jacqueline Novak actor Richard Kind and judicial editor Dahlia Lithwick, fashion's Tim Gunn and musician Peter Asher, writer E. Jean Carroll, actress Jamie Lee Curtis, filmmaker Alexandra Pelosi and chef Kwame Onwachi. It's been a full buffet and I hope you've enjoyed it. Here at headquarters, the Five Things team is organizing future guests, wonderful guests, and also mulling a change of direction And also, honestly, considering shutting down operations if the world allows. For now, though, with hope, gratitude, and a little kumbaya are my five things that make life better. Numero uno, inaugurating the 46th President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. After four agonizing years, we are so fortunate that the hunger for decency prevailed. In Joe Biden, kindness is a feature, not a bug. The celebrations, both in the day and the night, were proof that culture and the arts will be once again valued. And yes, I am dazzled by young poet laureate, Amanda Gorman. Who was it? What a radiant human being she is. Number two, Sheila, the new puppy, TNP. And by the way, I know she gets an exhibit letter We haven't figured that out yet. She will get one. But here's the thing about Sheila. She loves classical music. She just does. I put on wqxr.org. Elliot Forrest was a wonderful guest on our show, who is one of the announcers there. And it's comforting to her, whether it's romantic or classical or Baroque. She's not too fussy. She seems to really like Mozart. But I will let you know if she really seems to have a favorite composer. Number three, speaking of Sheila, which, as you know, we were... Her favorite chew toy seems to be the baby lamb chop that squeaks a lot. I mean, it's, it's a good chew toy because it has squeaky paws and a squeaky belly. Now, you know which lamb chop I mean. It's based on the puppet that Sherry Lewis had on her show in the, what, 60s? A children's show? And lamb chop was a kind of naughty, naughty little kid. Well hello, do you think Petco, as they remake these or restock them, they know that this is based on a 50-year-old child's TV show? It's weird because I know a lot of people who have lamb chop chew toys for their pets. And when my brother John and his wife Joan came over to meet Sheila, they also brought me a lamb chop chew toy. And it makes me happy in a way, Watching Sheila try to chew the hell out of this thing that it's a memory from my childhood. Anyway, weird, right? Number four, Congressman Jamie Raskin of Maryland. As many of you know, Mr. Raskin lost his precious 25-year-old son, Tommy, to depression the last day of 2020. Everything I've heard and read about Tommy make him sound just so wonderful. He was beloved. He was passionate. He was an activist. He was a second-year law student at Harvard and still made time with, you know, being on top of the class to teach classes. He is survived by his parents, his two sisters, and many friends and relatives. But not a week later, Congressman Raskin was co-leading the House of Representatives impeachment effort. Maybe Speaker Pelosi thought that giving him something of that importance would help him honor his son in some way. I don't think that's an accident. Anyway, I saw... Congressman Raskin on Jake Tapper's State of the Union show and he said, I'm not going to lose my son at the end of 2020 and lose my country and my republic in 2021. I'm so moved. And uh, I I don't know what else to say. He's such an honorable person and, and no one should have to go through that agony. And number five, manners. We still have them. You thought they were gone. They're not gone. The sore loser is out of the way. But let's remember, we had manners before and we still have them. We thank people who help us, correct? We thank people for things that they do, correct? We do. We just don't take that for granted anymore. The business of snubbing the Bidens is so childish, so embarrassing. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to talk about them. Okay, I'm stopping, I swear. Enough. Well, that's pretty good. You know, I had a good night's sleep this week. I think a lot of us slept a different kind of peaceful sleep. I can say, honestly, I feel happier. And it does feel, even on day one, President Biden signed all those executive orders. So things are are hopeful. I'm hopeful. But I've talked enough by myself today. I look forward to resuming the usual practice of interviewing guests. I, we have a great guest next week and the one book the week after and a lot of people in the pipeline. And that's good, too. If you have your list of five and you would like to share them with me, please do on my website at LisaBurnbach.com. Here's to 2021. This podcast has been produced in New York by thefieldtv.com. My engineer is Kevin Watkins. My team is Michael Port, Spressa Arrucci, Boko Haft, and Sam Haft. Until next week, wear a mask or two and act natural. Bye-bye. That was Five Things with Lisa Bernbach. New episodes every Friday, if she remembers.